0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. You're listening to the Pastor Shumba podcast and I'm Pastor Shumba. Today I want to talk to you about what is your vision within the vision. In Daniel 7.14, reading from the Amplified, it says, And to him the Messiah was given dominion, glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations and speakers of every language should serve and worship him, his dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Every man must have a vision, people, of who God is, a vision for the kingdom, for their own life, for their family, a vision for the vision they serve, a visionary. Vision, in the dictionary, it means two things the faculty. Or state of being able to see is one. The other is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. That's the second one. I would think both coupled together are sufficient. We are often called into another man's vision, sometimes by fortunate circumstances, what we would call favour other times by a calling to pursue destiny, sent by a higher being, other times by ambition. These three descriptions determine how you serve a visionary and his vision, and within it you learn in serving how to follow, then you learn how to lead. In a vision, serving comes before leading, and within the culture of that vision, it is hope, that is the kingdom principle, that drives everything. I come not to be served, but to serve. Sometimes people come to a vision to be self-serving. Which one we are usually becomes evident on what we are passionate about or what we are known for, an aspect within that vision. History will record what are we known for over the journey as, as a vision, servant, servant, How do we serve the visionary and his vision? However, sometimes we discover that we believed in the more we understand, the more we feel that the vision is not quite as it seemed for various reasons. Recently, I enjoyed watching our anniversary on many platforms. I enjoyed seeing the early beginning of the church. It's very nostalgic. It's progress from its humble birthplace, the early beginnings. I've been watching this every year since 2009. Over and over since 2009 I hear we need to know where we come from, to know where we are going. This is true and valuable and it's correct. But what I don't hear is where we are going. What we should look like where we should be. I believe both are vital to the vision and they both need each other, the past and the future, to make the vision and its members know its destiny by measuring itself in the very present. By understanding the past, where we come from, it's vital. But without knowing where we're going, It's incomplete. To serve within a vision to achieve ongoing success, the chain of multiplication as a viable concept needs to be in operation. And in every vision, there is a need for the structure to be able to cater for the progressive process. And flexibility in the design is paramount to incorporate new methods to enhance the principles of the vision as given to the visionary. This is the evolutionary cycle of every vision from generation to generation. And one, our visionary, implores. He says, the message stays the same, but the methods can change. In every vision, as we transfer or transition from one generation to another, within a kingdom vision, the model is designed to embrace and graft in new people's ideas from diverse backgrounds, cultures, customs and mindsets. That are all different in makeup and their expression in traditions of customs, cuisine, fashion, architecture, the arts, all the way through to music. How we express the ideals of the kingdom vision to emerging generations, to emerging new people groups from every tribe, tongue and nation where the vision is established is the ultimate challenge that any vision will face in its development from its foundation years. Getting those ingredients right so the cake will continue to rise, so to speak, is very essential. A vision needs to have a blueprint, a structure, a framework, a template of the visionary for any vision without a pattern or a blueprint cannot succeed. And this pattern needs to be adaptable in harnessing, capturing the creative brilliance of the collective hearts and minds that serve the kingdom vision from one era to the next, from one nation to the next. The vision to fulfil its destiny if its mission mandate is to adhere to the great commission of Jesus Christ, the king of this kingdom and the designer of this kingdom culture that we speak of, that we truly need to reach and truly teach every nation, every people with the good news of salvation. This is the secret of the gospel message of the kingdom that King Jesus spoke of. This culture is unlike any one ethnicity or one culture, but it can be a blend of cultures based upon the word of God and its commands and laws in how we fear God and worship him and share him or require enlightened minds and progressive spiritual maturity. The vision, if it is a kingdom-based model, requires it to be best revealed through the teachings and the pursuit of righteousness and holiness that Jesus spoke of as its core, as its foundation, as a standard. Understanding this from the Christ perspective as we make disciples, Jesus said this is the way the world will know you're my disciples. His instructions were to follow him as he is the way, the truth and the life. A discipleship model we adhere to. This is what we do. Which is a servant model. This is what we do. Based upon imitate me, the leader or founder as I imitate Christ. The vision of the kingdom requires... Revelation, that is, embracing of diversity. This is a central theme to understanding a kingdom culture, which provides the road, right roadmap to know where it came from, to know where it is going. A vision of the kingdom understands this principle without prejudice or bias. It's an embracing, inclusive model. If we serve an international, global vision, this is critical to remaining everlasting to remain unique, as we say in our church speak, we have the unique seed. But that may mean different things depending on the culture and the revelation of the people serving the vision at the time, at that place. However unique to some people may be totally irrelevant to another group of people at another time, who may see it as outdated or not serving the vision like it used to. Nor the best method pending on the setting of the local church assembly by either culture or custom. Is understanding a kingdom vision about us, maybe there is a need that we require, become somewhat a blend of people's cross culturally kingdom customs? What am I saying? There is various methods of expressing the vision to meet its kingdom calling, to be a multi-ethnic church, a vision of many nations. So we do not dilute its heritage. This is a sensitive path that needs discerning from leaders to walk down with caution. But it is a path we must walk down. This is the missionary mandate so every nation can be given a realistic chance to find its place within the vision and not just adopt another culture or custom which is more in liking to a particular cultural acceptance that's supported by the majority which can influence more than the kingdom culture. If this is supported, this takes maturity to know the difference of what in our church culture is kingdom and what is from just the place where we come from. However, there is some traits in the foundation culture which is usually the same as the founder that are in some ways lost on modern societies or modern cultures because of modern immigration, multiculturalism has blurred the lines of the fabric of any nation. The word melting pot comes to mind. So what is the fabric of the country, its identity, is, is very critical to understanding the kingdom. So where we know to influence that culture with the kingdom culture we bring. Like in many aspects, so we need to be truly discerning and sensitive to understand what cultural traits best reflect kingdom from one era to the next. What God used yesterday in the past generations maybe is what you like, but it maybe is what not is needed now to capture hearts and minds in the next generation, and this requires much prayer and wisdom. As a kingdom standard, we cannot be dominated by just one culture or custom over too many generations. This stalls a vision. If we establish globally, this is crucial to understanding many generations in many different countries. This may be causing a disconnect in the new era to our own new generation. If vision supporters are using outdated methods which were once successful in another era, but unsuitable to a modern multi-ethnic community where an assembly is situated, this causes a delay in the kingdom seed taking root and germinating in the hearts and minds of a local people. The method of colonialism is a kingdom principle in some ways. It is taught by People that are considered sons of our founder in this ministry. If we truly understand how it works, we know it is also very divisive and causes the domination of one people over another, thinking one culture is more worthy than another to rule. Often the indigenization process, every colony of the colonised peoples that have endured this, it has a very human perspective, which means the colonised eventually rise up and eventually self-rule and govern themselves. This ind- indigenization process, I believe, is also part of the kingdom process. This happens often while using and keeping some cultural traits or aspects of the colonisers upon their society. This is very evident in secular society and part of our founder's story of his home country And culture, it's still very British today in some aspects, which means the nation's colonizers were able to impart key cultural traits in setting standards for the people. If you have a vision, and it's a God-given vision to serve within a vision, and it meets the biblical standards and principles of the visionary, a grafting will and can take place this is how new ideas are adopted and serve a vision to improve outcomes this is how we develop excellence new ministry departments and become a diverse corporate ministry with multiple pathways to building bridges into local community life this is why our church has many ministries that represent it this is what causes generational growth and buy-in as one generation hands over to another and one nation to another the ability to self-govern and propagate and develop other cultures, other generations, other eras. This is the mark of an enlightened vision who will empower vision ambassadors to promote a future as much as we promote the past. There needs to be a balance. The vision then reproduces within itself new generations from diverse customs, cultures who want to experience this kingdom vision and embrace its principles, which will never change. The original design from the architect is just undergoing, transforming, remodeling, upgrading its function and appeal to a modern people. To fuse a vision within new cultures takes cross-cultural awareness, sensitivity, and skill to walk a self-determining pathway that unites the complex differences that make up the foundation first people with the new diverse ethnic groups of believers who all serve the visionary and the kingdom vision. This creates a unity that is needed to fulfil the vision's mission of blended methods that do not dilute the doctrine but may impact the style and cause the packaging to be very different from the early days, the beginning, the foundation years. This is called understanding your marketplace in a modern era. A variety of diverse peoples may require adaptions in packaging to meet the needs of various ethnic groups of people in our vision from 150 states and nations. So within nations will be all kinds of gifted, talented, creative people which will complement the multi-ethnic diversity process that requires change as part of the future. This is a process that is inevitable if we want to reach where we are going. But we must also defend the core beliefs. We cannot go away from the core beliefs of the doctrine. But do we know that what the doctrine is? Maybe that's the key. The kingdom model will always use a moment in history and time to choose a generation of people from a particular place, particular era, particular cultural ethnic group to establish the vision, somewhere at some time. However, throughout history, the New Testament model celebrates eventual diversity changes within church or visions, culturally in maintaining and growing multi-ethnic people groups as they make up the demograph of the assemblies. This is a kingdom cultivation process. It requires diversity in planning from all levels of leadership. The kingdom of God, even though the visionary in our case promotes this himself, he comes from a very particular place within the nation, Chipinki, with its own cultural identifications, distinctly different from other regions in the nation where this vision was birthed. Yet this seed has been established in many nations where descendants from this part of Africa have been living for hundreds of years if not thousands in some people's cases. Maybe this is the evolution of the vision and its undeniable pathway to reclaim these former people of the continent where the vision was founded. It is just my theory that I believe God's heart is to gather all the children from all the places. They have been banished. As it was forcible removal and relocation, they didn't ask to go these generations of our forefathers that were lost to Africa. And I think in our Bible it touches on this as well. We are in a vision that serves our founder who serves the king of the kingdom, who is Jesus. And we are encouraged by his birthright name given hundina Wangal, which means I don't have a people of my own. This is critical to understanding the kingdom seed of accepting other cultures and why our father the visionary has it flowing in his veins. But maybe not all who serve his vision are as free as he is. Among them, They may not like walking with other ethnic peoples. They may just prefer their own. They may not very well like embracing diversity in culture like he does. Somehow, maybe, I'm asking a question, could this have been the reason we are delayed in our progress? The biblical model from Old Testament times was surpassed by a new beginning, a distinct change in New Testament thinking. The Gospels is the kingdom of God and the new era in who can come and how they can come and get in it now is very different. God called his people all people now in the New Testament. Unlike the Old Testament God was once only for the Hebrew nation the Jews of Israel his people but now His son was saying, I am here for both Jew and Gentile. Jesus came to establish his new covenant. This is what was the ultimate plan for the church. It is what we must realise is the ultimate plan for our vision. We serve also. This is the time of transition, people. We are in a place called the progressive revelation. And it's a place we are walking through. To deny this path will surely cause it to delay itself further. Or become just another movement who failed its mandate and floundered around in trying to go forward by looking in the rear view mirror just a bit too much. See, we need to balance. We need to look back, but we need to know where we are going. These are the times we are in. There are Jews who still oppose the Christ and his kingdom model today, which was rejected at the time by the Pharisees, the synagogues its servants, as blasphemy. And maybe today the visionary and his vision, as it is written, is not embraced by all who in the vision who worship in our churches or who serve the kingdom cause. You see, the templates this vision is written on declare a new day is coming. So if we all know the visionary and the vision, they can take comfort knowing their children and their children should share their vision with others, is that our dilemma, in all honesty today, that we face. Why do we believe this church is just for one people, the foundation nations, diasporans? is that an inner belief that we carry all our actions suggest in first world locations this is so, this is the case, which means we are at odds with our own founding document or constitution and our visionary maybe we don't know how to get where we are meant to be going could be an explanation. Maybe we have focused so much on the past we haven't really taught about the future. This often creates challenges to who or which type of culture best serves the expansion of the vision. The Son of God himself, Jesus, was killed by the people who thought they were actually protecting God and the vision of God. As they knew it, to preserve it from blasphemy. Yet it was part of the plan To embrace now all Israel's once sworn enemies. The conversion of Saul and his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus means God will confront us and can change us mid-journey as he did with Saul who ambushed him. God ambushed him to become the Apostle Paul. Why would God choose Paul? Paul would go on to spend his life committed to winning as many to Christ among the Gentiles and no longer adhere to his own traditions of his past, but rather use the Old Testament scripture that he was taught from a child to highlight this Messiah was in fact in those teachings and was in fact part of the plan all along to convert the Jews to Christianity, bringing Gentiles into the early church. Is our story similar in some respects to the setting as it is in Acts? In any vision revelation must bring understanding, new ideas that will come and challenge the way we think, the way things were done. And that change comes with diverse people groups bringing new methods of expression that improves other people's understanding of the vision. This helps others feel like they too can enjoy this vision. In their way of expressing the kingdom, the vision, and the visionary. These people are the first of a new generation of change makers or game changers. They will always suffer misunderstandings. Some may even suffer persecution. And some may suffer just because we don't understand them and we're ignorant. They may be misquoted, some even driven away because of fear and ignorance. Yet this church was based upon the statement from an angel, fear not. They will and do suffer, yet God has brought them, despite the opposition they face, until it is revealed who has really sent them and what they carry will help the vision and the visionary. This is the mystery of the kingdom and the mystery of this vision. All things work together for good, despite some who, I may suggest, could have hijacked the vision, guarding it like the Pharisees that hinted the disciples and believers of Christ were heretics. If our vision states you want to reach a bigger intercontinental marketplace, then we should not obstruct it, but rather we are obligated to embrace it and allow it to touch All of mankind outside the original culture base or ethnic people group and background where it was established and where it came from. This is a sensitive path, people, to move forward, to preserve the values values of the missionary, the visionary. Our commander-in-chief, Jesus, says, honour your leader, while empowering the blend of cultures and mindsets to create a stronger tomorrow. Able to achieve the things of today by understanding where we came from. How can we understand where we are going if we don't place as much importance on it? This has already been put in place for a combined multi ethnic church to discover that it's only side by side we will get the kingdom. The vision often will need to embrace this reality and understand its role to preserve the principles of the New Testament kingdom model. Is more the point in like early church requires we obey the architect of this new model. His commands to all of us to help progress the mission that the architect is in fact Jesus and who our father says is really the head of this church. As an example, it would need to truly understand the visionary in the vision in the first 20 years to to measure where we are on track in the last 20 years. Or have we started to go off course in some aspects of how we see the future? Has this occurred? Have we accepted that we have maybe got lost or, or zealous trying to obstruct or to defend the things of the past? Maybe we believe that other cultures and mindsets will dilute this vision. But is that correct thinking? Are we preventing the vision from progressing ourselves by believing just our foundation people and their culture is the heart and will always be the way this church operates? That mindset has its supporters who want to keep it that way as it was from the foundation years of the vision This nation came from and should remain the same. But is that the world and the oceans a flat point of view? Though there is a need for Christopher Columbus to prove otherwise, I'm sure if we truly study the teachings of our father, we will see there's an adventurer, there's an explorer in him that we should follow. A kingdom vision can embrace ethnic diversity and still remain loyal to the legacy values of the founder to improve the core message and core functions to record better results and outcomes if the message and methods remain kingdom and able to reach and penetrate into the hearts of every tongue, tribe and nation. Our Father is saying, preach Jesus, preach kingdom. Don't we get it yet? The international marketplace is the vision mission field. It needs a progressive approach. Continued, that determines its viability in the future as a new generation of hybrid diasporans emerge as part of the new team of torchbearers for the future of the vision side by side with the young emerging indigenous leaders and peoples from foreign nations where forward and faith is established. The vision has With his life, the vision has with its life been a mirror image of where our father, the visionary, where his life is at. His life legacy speaks to us. He has taught us. He has led by example. Where our vision needs to be going and doing, do we get it? It is a kingdom vision, a place God sends the call to assume leadership roles within their nations in the future. It is their right to expect to serve and lead their nations according to our constitution governing ministry document after an acceptable period of time of service. This is the real global vision DNA that requires discernment to know where we are in the process. Where are we up to nation by nation? Sometimes the colonisation approach or aspect of the vision seems to hinder the kingdom progress as it can be overdone and possible of you becomes the perceived church culture that is considered to be more important to the vision base to reach only a small niche market of the original foundation people known as the diaspora. So if we only cater for that people group, we need measure how successful that has proved. Have we been really able to meet that church need? Either the stats may reflect that or they may not. While we look at how much does that approach cost us, if we really knew the demograph city by city of the diaspora populations within those first world cities, maybe we could see the approach is not bearing fruit as we would have planned. My question is why? The traditional approach to preserve who we are, where the vision came from, its history from the foundation nation is important as it needs to be celebrated and should be continued if it produces fruit. This is very significant at anniversary, but it needs to be measured how it impacts current generations, their thinking, and other nations' people, in the vision. Is it time to expand the anniversary to how we celebrate it and what we celebrate? In the vision, as the new nations become part of this vision, Is there a need that the the people that serve our vision, is there also an opportunity to help them celebrate the birth date of their nation for their own remembrance points, for their own significance in their national journey of celebrating the Vision International story in their culture in their own way? The vision can be celebrated according to the dates of its inception country to country. I believe there can be a case made that the anniversary needs to be incorporated, the chronological timelines of each nation as it took place. In addition, be embraced and adopted. So it cannot just remain a design that focuses on a diaspora, international event of significance only. This is a big turning point to consider. But also, something the foreign nations can use to progress and increase the fusion of the vision in their congregational makeup, in their assemblies, and it possibly needs to be considered. Is an anniversary even all it can be? As we move forward, are we using methods of celebrating the anniversary that are in need of progressive creative packaging? Also, to keep the emerging modern. Tech-savvy generations embraced and engaged. So we must ask ourselves, what is the culture that dominates the vision who we are called globally to be forward in faith? Sometimes it can be the things we cherish the most that become the very thing that hinders the vision without realising it. Where is our vision growing beyond our own to the foreign peoples? Where the vision is established capturing the hearts of our first-generation diasporans, the hybrids? Those nations, do we need more study of their ingredients that cause their cakes to rise when others are failing to rise? In foreign nations, maybe, this needs revelation by detailed case study of the facts and the cultural trends at present so we can measure our progress and success and what is helping or hindering progress place to place, people to people, generation to generation. If there is no revelation of the kingdom model, then the colonial culture model, the colonial culture culture model of one custom or culture dominating customs over others will coexist. Which, if we study history, great empires once are no more. This maybe is why our father says, my people delay me. Are we delaying our own vision, by our own ignorance. If a vision wants to take every nation with the gospel, how we package that is critical to reaching those people in ways they can embrace so every people in every market, in every marketplace, in our mission field, will understand the gospel and the doctrine of the church government in an international marketplace setting. It cannot only reflect one ethnic mindset, In how we do things, it is foolishness to think otherwise. These are important key transition principles for the future of the vision. From one generation, one era, one nation to the next. To be a viable future. To know where we are going. You see, we all know where we come from. But do we know where we are going? Every vision of the kingdom has a starting point, a purpose, a mandate by the designer who gave through divine inspiration and calling to the builder, the one chosen for that vision, who we call our visionary. That design, that gives a vision a foundation and a purpose for the future generations to build upon, to cause it to meet the challenges of the vision of today and tomorrow. In every national ethnic setting, it was never designed to be owned by one people group, no kingdom vision can be in a multicultural, multi ethnic setting in a diverse ethnic society in the first world, but yet be satisfied that it only reaches its own diaspora. If the vision now has a bigger, broader, international, ethnic, diverse congregation and membership, then it needs continued revelation to inform itself that grafting into divine. Into the kingdom is a kingdom designed to preserve the future. If the kingdom is to add itself other ethnic groupings, then it is understandable the expression of the language, culture and customs of the vision can change and adapt to cater to those needs. It does not mean it is diluted. This is the kingdom dilemma. We have to grasp what was always on the original plan of the designer. The builder, the visionary got his commands. He got his blueprint. Ezekiel Giddy was given directly from the architect. The person who drafted up the design of this church. So it would fit in the king's idea of the kingdom. After all, It is his church and our Father tells us this often to remind us. So how we express the anniversary can give us a degree of understanding where the church ambassadors are at in promoting its history is vital. And even how we express it can be memorable, but it also can be done with progress, technology and creativity. Change is inevitable, but we must also value the historic statutes done in a way that impacts and penetrates hearts and minds, This requires wisdom, understanding history, enlightened minds to get the kingdom revelation that we're in something bigger than ourselves. The kingdom vision, the design the architect intended, which suggests it may be forever in a process of some type of change as we become more Christ-like, as a kingdom people embracing, understanding, honouring each other and our cultural or ethnic diversity That being different is to be celebrated. It's God's creative genius. He made us that way. Wouldn't it be boring if we were all the same, if our favourite food was sadza and we all spoke the same language? We all wore the same clothes. We all liked the same things. To simply try to empower from one era to another era one generation to another generation, at droops from only one cultural mindset, if this is enforced upon another era or culture, the vision can and may well struggle to grow and fail to realise its missionary mandate. For the kingdom to rejuvenate itself, it's a pruning process that must occur. Our father writes a book about this. This is the cause of the kingdom multi-ethnic growth, the hormone of the church that causes growth anywhere, there is a melting pot means we must prune away old ideals, traits that cause delay or hinder progressive revelation of Christ. Just like we prune a tree for more fruit, we need to prune our thinking. So even our thinking can be more fruitful. The vision has a mandate to train and to develop every nation where the indigenous people side by side worship with our foundation nation members known as the Esporans and with the new hybrid generation that's emerging. As written in our guidelines, rules and policies, this is what serves the vision best as a spiritual, moral and a strategic compass of unity and it must always be that way. However, if foundation members, after two decades within reaching a nation, are still dominating leadership, culture and all direction decisions, then there most likely is something preventing the emerging generations from taking their place. What is that? It should be addressed. I call it, is it this, the great hijacking of the vision? Is this our story? Then possibly we may have a cultural domination going on, occurring of possibly uninformed leaders thwarting progress, delaying the vision outcomes, yet honestly thinking they are actually preserving the father's legacy. If this is maybe a reality that needs careful discernment to know why this is so and why after 20 years, a third of the lifespan of the entire vision, the church history, the status quo exists in three continents, either the articles are still our compass and measurement or maybe they are not once so critical as they were to our organisation as they appear to have been made out to me or to you. But maybe now we don't agree with them. Which one it is will determine who we are in the future. Articles two, one, two, 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 three are our vision's own measurements set in place by the visionary. We have to be guided by it to fulfill the global vision mandate. That's our destiny. That's the vision the visionary got, and he has made it his life's work to complete for the designer, the architect, who is Jesus Christ. It is quite reasonable to expect the vision to take root in and impact certain types of cultures where this nation's people are also of similar descent or an earlier diaspora people from the continent where the vision came from. This is a unique footprint story the vision has made so far in those places where those peoples are. This is a fascinating story. The vision within a vision is a truth for all of us. We all have a part to play in the global vision. But I guess it is a good place to know, is your vision the same as the visionary of the vision? And is the vision we serve, is the same vision that we understand is a kingdom model? And are we embracing the missionary mandate of the Great Commission? Or do we serve our own version of the vision and want to keep it just the way it is, just for ourselves and our own kind? The words of Christ say it all that when Paul was giving his account of his experience in Acts twenty six, seventeen to eighteen, Jesus basically said, I am freeing you from your people and from the Gentiles I am sending you to. What did he really mean? Could he be saying that kingdom culture must be the dominant culture? If you want to represent me and my kingdom, you must empty yourself of you that you were. To know it's about who I am and my culture and what I want you to do is a new thing. To establish my kingdom in people's hearts and lives everywhere, this takes kingdom revelation. Vision in the dictionary means two things, like I said in the beginning. One, the faculty or state of being able to see. Two, the ability to think about, plan, the future, with imagination or wisdom. Fear not. This is Pastor Shumba, and you've been listening to the Pastor Shumba Podcast.